Welcome to the Interns Podcast. We're back. Uh, we're tired, but we're rolling. We're, we're rolling. I'm I'm one of your hosts, Nate, and I'm running out of creative introductions. Uh, so that's Brad. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna just let you know what's going on. This has been yeah, we're a be honest here. This has been a very draining week, I'd say. Uh, I've been sick, uh, the, really the whole week, mm-hmm. uh, but it all culminated in in yesterday of just feeling like death. So, but uh, as you can tell by my voice and probably my energy right now, I'm kind of I'm on that last the, the last uh, cliff, if you will, of this uh, this illness, and so I'm trying to get over it. But not we're, we're rolling, you know. Not only that, but we have been podcasting mm. all day today, mm-hmm. and I mean like. Literally all day. We took yeah. we took a lunch break, but from like it, it's four o'clock right now. So like from nine to four thirty, yeah. we have been doing nothing but recording podcast esque stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and, and not this podcast. Shoot, uh, this podcast in a little bit, okay. a little ways. Um, first off, we just want to say Merry Christmas. Mm. I know that this isn't the energy that you want on a Christmas <laughs> episode, but hey. Merry Christmas, Holly Jolly. I hope don't, you're having a great, uh, a great Christmas and a great. Don't look so um, stiff, Nate. Oh my bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we we hope you're having a great holiday break. We hope we hope you're enjoying family. Maybe you're listening to this with your family, and if that's so, make sure you're all streaming it so we get four views or however many fam- not just one view. You know. Yeah. It's all about the viewers for us. I, can I say something? Go for it. For real, this comes out on Christmas Day. If you are watching or listening on Christmas Day, I want to say I am absolutely honored that yeah. you would you would take some time to listen That's to us on such point. a special day yeah yeah that you would use your your time to listen to us slowly interns yeah um maybe i don't know maybe maybe some people are like i'm sick of my family i need that intern I time need that intern <laughs> i need that intern <laughs> or maybe you're on maybe your car you, ride to the family you can't stand and you're like listen to these interns. yeah maybe maybe you feel like the intern of your family and and, <laughs> and you relate to us in that uh no hey we're gonna go ahead and uh Kind of let you in on a little secret uh, after the fact. If you're listening to this based upon the fact that you listened to the Christmas Eve special podcast, which we said we were live at, that was a lie. Yeah. Uh, More so, that was a joke. We weren't live. We recorded that and we spent a lot of time actually recording a four minute video, uh, which was so for those who weren't with Stetson Baptist on Christmas Eve, we had a Christmas Eve candlelight service in which me and Brad were a part of the welcome. And and really the way that we kind of tied it in, and it was kind of, it was an honor that we got to plug the interns podcast and it was a part of the service. And so uh, we did a four minute introduction for the church of welcoming, giving instructions on the candlelight, um, and even asking, uh, giving some announcements for the church, uh, and and the way that we played into that is we said that we were recording a live version of the interns podcast. Uh, it was not live; it was pre-recorded. I don't think that surprises. Many times. Yeah, many times. I don't think that surprises anybody. Um, it was you know graphics came up on the screen. Obviously, we can't do that in real time. We don't have a technician that's uh, or a tech guy that's working for our podcast. The tech guy is me, and I'm really bad at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, but it was a lot of fun. I was honored to be a part of it. Um, well, still to be a part of it cause it's coming up on Sunday, but, um, yeah, Brad, how was that for you? Oh, it's really good. Can I shed some light on what our Christmas Eve service typically looks like? Go for it. 
Yeah. So a lot of churches, they have Christmas Eve services and they all look a little bit different. Some of them are very like somber and serious. Some of them are a little bit more lighthearted. Some include candles or just hymn singing and stuff. There's a lot that goes on. And um, Stetson's is uh, very lighthearted. Yeah. Very lighthearted. Um which I was surprised by what they what they did, and I was here for only one candlelight service, is that last year they got some of the staff. <laughs> yes. I'm needing my mic for that. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, you just inhaled a loogie. Uh, some of the and they get some of the staff on stage, and their goal is just to make a script and do something fun and silly, but also to incorporate some Christmas carols. The service is supposed to be yeah. very lighthearted. Then after they do that, they go into some more serious worship songs, and then they go to our candlelight vigil, which at this church is apparently very special. This is the only time that the staff comes together mm. into, into one during a service. Oh, yeah. I so they say, we come together quite often. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, during a service. Yeah. And so, like, apparently this church has a long-running tradition where the staff comes together, they come down with their families, and they have a candlelight vigil in the worship center, mm. light all the candles, distribute all the fire out, and then sing, like, a song. Yeah. And the staff leads it. So that's what this is, and Nate and I really got the honor of being the comical portion yeah. Yeah, of yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it would, it would, <laughs> the day that we become a part of the serious part of the candlelight, something's wrong. Yeah. Then, I mean, all your other options must have been extinguished. <laughs> extinguished. I feel like we're, yeah, get the, pun pun intended. I feel like we're the last option on that. Yeah. Uh, we will be a part of the, or we were, by the time this comes out. I have to remember, like, Christmas, we're talking about Christmas Eve, which is coming up, but by the time that this is out it will have already happened so yeah. um yeah so yeah that's, i'm excited about that's it a, yeah this is your first one right mm -hmm. yeah it, i mean i've done candlelights in the past but okay at stetson yes remember the four the four tips we gave yeah don't goof it up don't don't mess it up guys. don't mess it up because if so you'll be on next week's podcast yeah yeah we'll be like hey y'all we're gonna talk about how nate blew it <laughs> yeah and we'll talk we'll talk about me like we talk about carrie yeah. 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 So shout out Carrie. So yeah, we, we've been recording this video multiple, multiple tries just because Nate and I are a disaster. Whenever it comes to podcasts, I man, we're just talking to each other. Yeah. But when it comes to actually recording something and making it sound real clean, oh, it was just a hot mess. Yeah. It took us like 10 takes total. Yeah. Just some some as we kind of continue to shed more light and light uh on the on the shadows of what it is to record for a church or really for anything that's going to be put in the, or really supported and, and um, published by the church and for the church. There, there's a lot of things that go into it. Things that we had to, that we don't really look at as much for our podcast. You probably understand this and know this as a listener, but there, the podcast isn't well polished. Like if we, if we goof up or if we slip up and, and we stutter or we can't think of words we just kind of roll with it. We don't re-record everything about it. I wildly cackle. Yeah, that's what. And I then do. we jo we joke and keep going. For for this though, there is there's a time limit that we want to hit of uh, a shorter period of of time that we want to you know put out. And then there's also just 
certain certain jokes that fall flat that you go, okay, well, we need to go in a different direction or, yeah. um, hey, this might not work so well with the audience, so let's retry that and, um, and, and you know, use different wordage or uh, different vocabulary here. And so, I don't know, it, it was a good learning opportunity and, and good experience for, for us. Also, you won't see any fruit of it. We're going to go right back to being just... I don't know, man. It's an know. awesome plug for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm very awesome excited. Plug. Hey, if you're here because of that, shout out. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. We thank you. Um, Watch us forever. This isn't all we do. I promise. <laughs> this week. It's Please go like go listen to our other ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, real exciting. Um, yeah. Cool to be a part of honor. it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, let's talk about, I mean, we've got to talk about it. Christmas. Christmas. Love it. Look, I feel like we've talked about Christmas a few times on this podcast before. It's almost over, I promise. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, we'll, I don't know if, I don't think we've hit on this, so we'll do a quick hitter. I just want to know, Brad, do you have any Christmas traditions? Mm. Um, No, not for a while. So, before, whenever I was a kid, my parents used to not leave out milk and cookies for Santa. Mm-hmm. They used to leave out... <laughs> pickles and beer oh yeah pickles and beer for santa and so i would always be like wow santa will eat anything yeah you know obviously it's just my dad he really wants the pickles and beer at, like, right. at like two in the morning or something yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we're 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 having a a certain picture painted for your dad right no. now <laughs> i just want you to know that as as i am and as the listeners are too if we do we if we want to get into a deeper story i can actually tell you a little bit about my dad go for it okay okay so wow we are already off way off track of yeah, christmas sorry. uh that was more of a launching pad. Actually, no. So I, I won't talk about it. Okay. Uh, super secret. Um, Come talk to me about it in person. I would love to talk to you about it in person. Fair. Uh, anyway, so for the rest of Christmas, we didn't really do anything that special. We went over to our, our aunt and uncles for Christmas Eve, had Christmas Eve there, and then we always had Christmas morning. Dad would always make breakfast, and he made he always made biscuits bacon and eggs. Mm. He did it every Christmas. He did it every Sunday morning. And so that's what we would have. And then we would, it just tear into the stockings and everything. Stockings first, then Christmas presents. Then we'd go over to grandma's and see all the family. And then we were done. Done so. That was when I was a kid. Now, as an adult, my mom and dad are just like, hey, come over when you can. We didn't get you a gift anyways. <laughs> yeah. Did they get you a gift this year? I don't. No, 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 no. Um, besides stocking stuffers, no, they did not get us a gift. Oh, okay. And uh, shocker, I'm, I'm going to ruin a lot of people who are under 18 who listen to this. When you turn 18, you pretty much quit getting gifts. Speak for yourself. I I, dude, I still get gifts. I quit getting gifts. Yeah, let's say, hey, I want to I give you some hope. You may still get gifts. I get gifts every year, man. Every year. But we're, see, my family's always been, when it comes to holidays, we try to go all out. They're, we're big into holidays. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know how your family is like this. And I, I think it is an older generation thing. And I think it's probably going to die out as the new generation grows up. Any type of holiday card, uh, I'm, I don't care. I don't really care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but my family, my parents, love them. And if if I fail to get one, it doesn't matter if I give you a gift. But if I fail to give you a, a card, 
for your birthday or for Father's Day or Mother's Day. Um, it's all hell breaks loose, you know. It's a it's a war, uh, and and you hear about it. So, all that to say, we love my family loves holidays, and um, as far as traditions for our, for Christmas, we do have a few. Christmas Eve, or more few, we had a few growing up. They've kind of dwindled off, obviously, as 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 I moved to college, and then now I'm living in a completely different state. Um, so we do Christmas Eve at my grandparents. It's kind of the whole family comes together because all of my dad's side lives in the same town as where I grew up. So we would always go over to my grandmother's or my grandparents, and and we would hang out there do dinner there. Then Christmas morning, they would all come to our house, my mom and my dad's house. And then we would open presents. And then, oh, my mom always made breakfast casserole. And I'm, we are, me and my wife are driving to my mom's house on all Christmas nighter. morning. Yeah, yeah. All nighter on Christmas Eve to get there by Christmas morning. And my mom better have some Christmas <laughs> morning breakfast casserole made. I don't. I, I, I don't doubt her. I don't doubt her. She will. She will come through with it, and I will eat seventy five percent of it. I love breakfast casserole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we'll take the rest of the, the kind of the rest of the lunch to dinner. That really, it was like from ten to six. It would just be me and Ethan, my brother, playing around with the toys or gifts that we got and just hanging out and doing things like that. And then at night, we would then go over to my grandparents, and that's where we would eat a Christmas dinner and yeah. hang out with the family. So mm-hmm. that's kind of our tradition. So I, I feel like, like you said, with like your parents, my parents give out the cards too. Yeah. Jess and I tried to give out a Christmas card this year. It was the first one ever that we were going to try to do. We failed. Yeah. We didn't do it. Get it done in That's time. something I probably will not instill into my future family. Yeah. Like, I'll give it to, to my parents and my grandparents who are still going to want them. Yeah. I'll still do it. But as far as giving one to my kids, yeah, probably not. But I, I want to... And re- receiving one. Probably. Talking about that, though, what I've noticed is there's not on, on all sides, uh, on my side of the family and Jess's side of the family, family unity has been something that has dwindled over the years. And I can mm. say personally, it's not something that I highly prioritize. When I was growing up, my mom and dad, all their brothers and sisters and, you know, cousins, second cousins, you know, Uncle Fester, whoever it is, they would all go to grandma's and a massive party with all my cousins. Yeah. That's never going to happen with me and my cousins. Yeah. We all, we all moved. We all did different jobs. We don't communicate with each other. Mm. And so, like, I don't know how it is for you, but for my family, it just sort of fell apart at the millennial generation. Yeah. Well, obviously, so my parents are separated right now, and they've been like that. It, there's been an ongoing separation for a few years now. And so ever since that happened, it's been obviously the unity and family that that kind of puts a halt in that, and uh, which sucks because family and unit, I love the unity that we have of just all coming together. And so... We still try to do it as much as we can uh, and as much as possible, but, you know, kind of playing with the cards we're dealt. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely been harder and less frequent. Yeah. So. Let me know in the future. Put a reminder on your phone for like five years from now. How, how's it going with Christmas traditions? How's it going with Christmas traditions? Uh, yeah. There are, uh, yeah, I wonder because obviously kids, kids are definitely in K-9's future. 
if the Lord wills, of course. Um, so we're excited. We're it is fun as we kind of watch and have to. Now we look at traditions through that lens of, hey, what do we want for our kids? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kate, Kate's one of her traditions that she grew up with was, um, what are the, what are the thin pancakes? Crepes, crepes. So sure. And I was like, Look. I call them little pancakes. Yeah, that's what I call them. Like they're just thin pancakes. And so she's gonna, she wants to do a whole, hey, you know, Christmas morning make crepes. And I was like, you can do that, but I will be making breakfast casserole. And as for me and and my children, we will eat. <laughs> and then and then I had to go with crepes as well. Yes. So right. we're gonna combo, which is you know that's kind of fun. And I don't know how you and Jess were like with this of of what is. Christmas combining yeah. traditions look like, or any traditions really of, of take, like when you come into marriage or come to a relationship or, or, or start a family, you are now bringing two totally different cultures together mm-hmm. uh, in some cases. And you have to kind of work through combining those or something, you know, obviously with you, there wasn't much tradition. So you, and you might not have cared to continue any of yours, but for me and Kate, it's like, okay, well, I, a tradition I, I, deeply hold down is breakfast casserole because it reminds me of my upbringing and for you crepes. And so, yeah, instead of me trying to bully you out of crepes or you trying to uh, bully me out of breakfast casserole, what we'll do is we will now say, all right, Christmas will consist of crepes and breakfast casserole. Uh, Jess brought one tradition to the table for me and that is she is allowed, her family is always allowed to open a single gift on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's what they did. And so Jess did that for us. And Jess and I, we always have our own little Christmas. And so on Christmas Eve, without fail, here's what happens. We each open a gift from each other. And then we're like, oh, that's so sweet. And then Jess will go, can we just open all of them? And then we end up opening all of them. (laughs) And so we, I mean, because we were like, we're adults. (laughs) Well, let's do it now. (laughs) So... This is what lack of self control. Yeah, like. yeah, lack okay. of self control. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly oh, what you're hearing on. right it's, now. It's the true Christmas tradition. As a child, you just wanted to open your gifts immediately. Yeah, and so we're just doing that. So I guess part of I, I I'm not much better, but we don't even like so for for myself. Well, this is your first Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But there is that a part of adulting of Kate got me a Christmas present, but I picked it out. I knew what it was, and she picked out her Christmas present for me, and so we both ordered them online, and when they got here, we didn't wrap them. It, hers was a pair of shoes, and mine was a new backpack, and so I'm using the backpack today, and she has worn her shoes multiple times, and we haven't even hit Christmas, so mm-hmm. I guess there, I, I can't, you know, I'm not out of the woodshed either, you know, <laughs> we, we, we didn't have the self-control to go, maybe we should wrap them, because I don't know, I, I think growing up, part of it is the mystery of what's there, and so... For, at, we had a Christmas party for my students, uh, not my students, the church's students, our students. And um, and so part of it, I asked them the question of, do you know what you're getting for Christmas? And what's your, what's your favorite gift that you're receiving? Um, and a lot of them said, I don't know any of my gifts. And to me, that's the best answer you can get. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. You might, you might have sent them a list. They probably asked you uh, some ideas of what you might want. But you have no, you know, have no true knowledge of what it might be, and mm-hmm. so that, that I think if you're, 
If your Christmas looks a lot like that, that's a happy Christmas. That's a Christmas that I want to be a part of. Some of them, it, it depends. This year, Jess and I's Christmas this year is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, though, I think I, it's a pretty big deal for you guys. It's the last Christmas with family here. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We, yeah. Oh, well, probably. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. I never see him again. Yeah. Uh, no, so it it could be. So we want to spend time with mom and dad more than anything. <laughs> You're killing me right now, man. I cannot ignore it. I'm sorry. Well, at least I have the courtesy to mute it. Yeah, to mute you know? <laughs> um, Golly. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this, I mean, if, if Jess and I are moving overseas, this could be the last Christmas. We want to spend a lot of time with our parents. Yeah. And that's pretty much what that boils down to is it's not a gift, but time. Um, Last year. Uh, Jess and I don't really care this much this year about gifts. Last year, I really splurged for her. Um, whenever we got, whenever I proposed to her, I bought an engagement ring, wedding ring combo where you buy the engagement ring. And then the wedding ring is actually two other rings that go on either side of the engagement ring. But when Jess and I got married, we were poor, man. Yeah. <laughs> we were dirt broke. And so I I got her the engagement ring. And then when we were married, I got her one of the wedding rings. And we just agreed. We were like, we will just have to get this wedding ring later. And that day like never came. Yeah. That day never came until it was last year. I just, I was looking at it and I said, you know, this is the time to do it. And so I did. I, I went out total secret. I went out, bought a, um, bought the final piece. It was the exact one. And I put it in her stocking. And so no gifts under the tree. And I just loaded her stocking with just the fluffiest, biggest thing. So her stocking looked stacked and you couldn't really tell that there was a wedding, a ring box in yeah. there. And she opened it. And apparently I put too much into it because she almost didn't notice it. And she was like, oh, thank you for, you know, these sour worms. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, there's something else in the stocking. And she she dumps it. She sees it. And she's not she's very awkward when it comes to like appreciation and stuff. So she sees the ring box. She goes, oh, it just stares at it. I go, open it. <laughs> And she did. And she looked at it and she was, she was so thankful, but she was like, ah, my other piece to my ring. Dang. Waited for. And I'm like, it takes years. Yeah. It was like six, seven years. Yeah. I was like, she goes, thanks. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, come on a little bit more than that. And she's like, she's like, I appreciate it, but I'm so awkward. I don't know how to tell you. Oh boy. So. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. That's what our Christmases look like. I like it. I like it. Um, well, cool. Uh, well, well, part of the Christmas season, there is a cool thing, especially for anybody that is still in school, and it is the fact that there is no school Let's go. around Christmas, unless you're taking online J-terms or you're homeschooled, and you're like, well, I have school year-round. Hopefully... Even if you're homeschooled or in J-term, you don't have to work on Christmas Boy, as far be, as schoolwork. That'd be hurtful. Yeah, it'd be hurtful. Uh, so we thought uh, a little tie-in. Um, the question that I have and, and that I think we should shed some light on is, where does academia fit in ministry? I like that word, academia. Academia. I thought it, I was trying to advance our vocab. 
I wanted smart people to listen to our podcast okay. and feel like they're getting something out of well, it. Well, I'm still trying to reel in LeBron. So Yeah, we're still yeah. trying to get there. Yeah. He didn't go to college. So there's your there's your Oh LeBron really? Facts. He didn't go to college? No, he, didn't. he went straight from high school into the NBA. Can't happen anymore. Really? Yeah, they cut that off like a couple years after he went into the league. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going into NBA, that might be a good he's, reason to miss He's college. a billionaire, so I don't. I think he's all right. I think he succeeds. He's fine. Anyway, so I, I guess to give some context of of where we're coming from, Nate and I are are both in our masters. We are, um, which obviously means we both got our four year degree, our undergrads, and, and both of our undergrads were in ministry as well. Yeah, or ministry related topics. Yeah. So Sets of Baptist Church, part of the internship is you are a full-time student, mm-hmm. and actually your education is your priority. And so Nate and I are fully online through New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Shout out to No BTS. Hey, yay, kind of. <laughs> I'm kidding, they're great. Yeah. And um, and we're just working through our, our master's. Yeah. And so it was a requirement, which is sort of funny when you think about ministry mm-hmm. and education of well, like, how does this tie in? And I, I'd like to shout out. So if I just walk through our staff right now, um, I'm not actually sure about Rick, our worship pastor, but I am sure about our pastor. So our, our pastor has a doctorate. Yeah. Our senior pastor, Dan has a, has a doctorate. Our, uh, pastor of our associate pastor and, and pastor of discipleship and ministries. Yeah. He is working on his doctorate. He's almost there. He yeah. Just he's almost there. I want to say everybody his... else. I don't don't quote me. I, I want to say everybody's got their masters here, uh, or at least that level of. Uh, so, like our former children's pastor had his masters. Yes. Oh, our our, our former fo- youth pastor had a doctorate. Yeah, he had a doctorate as well. So it's not. I don't. It's not one of those things like, ooh, the interns are getting. No, it is. It is a well known thing, and I think well expected thing for minist- uh for people in ministry to. Get a a master's or a seminary degree. You've probably heard it called, or even as far as a doctorate. Um, yeah. So this isn't one of those just I'm, oh, I'm, Nate and Brad are getting this. No, I'm, like this sorry. is an expected thing for those who are working on staff of a church. I was even I was going through like the IMB job lists today. Yeah, and to be a church planner, you are required to have a minimum of twelve credit hours of a master's degree. Mm. So like you have to have your undergrad mid and then some master's work. And then there were even some that if you want to teach theology or teach pastors overseas, they require you to have a doctorate. Yeah. Wow. And I I opened that job link and I was like, maybe I could be a teacher. And I saw that requirement and I went and back. So I feel like there's two sides of the coin or, or two really responses. Excuse me. Okay. Two responses to hearing this expectation of uh, ha- having a master's degree or a seminary degree or even a doctorate. You have one side that goes, makes sense. You should. Uh, I don't see why anybody wouldn't. And then I feel like the other side is people that that sit there and go, I don't know why you should, considering your job is supposedly led by the Holy Spirit. And so why would you need schooling or uh, why would you have to learn about something when what you're preaching, what you're teaching is supposed to be fully devoted upon the Holy Spirit's work in your life? Mm. So that is really the, that those two sides are how can we come to grips? I'd like to know how can we, what response can we give to come to grips of how those two things can connect? Mm. How can the Holy Spirit work through our teaching versus also how should we be expected to continue our learning and, and, and being a student within ministry? So, oh, there's a little cool little background. Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. We're, guys, we're trying to fix that. If you're if you're listening to this, just know that we have a common problem, uh, which is that our logo continues to not stay on the screen. Bizarre. So we're we're gonna fix it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'll take the uneducation. Okay. Perspective. Uh, when I was 18, I felt the call to ministry. Pretty smart guy. Um, not it's not a brag or anything, but like I had just straight A's in all of high school. I almost had my AA clean out of high school i mean like i cranked it out i was really good at school and when i was 18 i got called to ministry and i just realized all of a sudden how much i was banking on education being the driving force in my life yeah and all of a sudden i was like education's good but like god's calling is far more important and so i was ready just to abandon my education I told my pastor, my youth pastor, I was like, I want to, I want to go be a missionary. I want to serve overseas. I'm ready to go now. And they said, hang on, eager McBeaver, you need to get your education. And I was like, why? Yeah. The 12 disciples didn't have an education. Mm -hmm. We actually marvel at them because they don't have an education, but we're strictly led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So like, what gives? And I like the way you put it. Why do we need an education if we're just supposed to be following the Holy Spirit and God's word? Yeah. And so I really see, I see that side of things from time to time. Fair. Um, here, here's my, and I'd love to hear your, here's my rebuttal to you. Um, so I don't know where, where I fully heard this. Um, I think I might've heard it from another podcast, but so yes, the, the answer to the question of, is your teaching not led by the Holy Spirit? Yes, it should be. Obviously, we know that there are teachers out there that are not doing that. Um, and those are the people that are li- strictly going against the Word of God. So uh, obviously, if you're wondering, is my pastor one of those people or or is this person that I'm following one of those people, read the Word and you'll find out. Um, so we are, we are guided as, as teachers and students of the Word of God. And, and our goal is to exhort and, and preach the truth of the gospel and and show how the Bible points to Jesus, really, and how he is the answer, uh, and how we can now live our lives because of that. Uh, if I was to give preaching in a nutshell, that's kind of the goal, I think, is to show the gospel and show the good good news of, of Christ throughout our lives and, and how it should impact us in our living. So yeah, that's true. That should, that should be our goal, and that, and that is what leads us. We should be led out of the Word, to the Word, for the Word, from the Word kind of thing. Uh, but at the same time, Education to me is kind of that second piece. Uh, it's more of a support. I think of it as if like I'm writing a paper and the plot of the paper and the the body of the paper is figured out already. I know what that paper is going to be about. I know how it's going to be used. Um, to me, education is like your introduction, your summary, uh, and the breakdown of the body. Mm-hmm. It kind of, yeah, your topic's figured out. You know the answer to your question uh, in the sense of we know where the core of my message is coming from and how I'm going to get to the points I'm getting to. Uh, but my education is going to help me make that clear. My education is going to help me show, uh, sh- almost it's going to improve the way that I, I speak about it. It's going to improve my answers. Um, and I don't know, I'd like to know kind of your your thought process through education. My education, as far as ministry, has looked a lot about really just studying more of the Word of God. 
there hasn't been much of my education. There has have been a few classes that I've taken that have, have dealt with administration or have dealt with um, communication or uh, working in the office or working through uh, tough conversations, things like that, uh, which have been support classes. But the core of my education, and this is true for my master's and my undergrad, was a lot about let's read through scripture and let's pick up on themes. Let's pick up on things that are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, my classes were things that I should be doing, whether or not there's a teacher in front of me or not. Yeah, you know. So I don't know if that's how you were going through school or if your uh, your education was a little bit different. Absolutely, it it was the same exact thing. Um, so I my my bachelor's was in missions. Okay, and so yeah. we're ignoring the missions classes for a second. The, the core classes, the non-mission classes, almost all of them were just Bible study. I took two preaching courses, and so I guess those count. Uh, no, yep, two preaching courses, one communication course, which was a speech class. Yeah. But then no, no administration courses, uh, no how to lead your church properly courses. Mm. No, I, this wasn't my field, but no, like how to be an awesome youth pastor, how to find the best pizza. You know, Fun not, fact, I did take a few classes like that. Oh, did you? Yeah. They weren't so, like that, but they were how to be a good youth pastor. Yeah. So um, as for my education, almost all my core classes were almost exclusively focused on what does the Bible say? How do you study the Bible? How do you get to these conclusions? How does this apply to our lives? Yeah. And then the missions ones were far more practical because missions. Yeah, you know, you're going on missions. You, you just go. And, and so my question to you and, and my question to really anybody that questions, uh, or I think your answer should affect anybody that questions going into doing any academia or educa- further education when wanting to go into ministry is, do you feel that your education has helped you do ministry better? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I want to. I'm going to look at like a, a small group perspective. I, I was talking to you about this. I so I've been trying to evangelize a lot more and have a lot more spiritual conversations. Yeah. The average lost person that I've spoken to, which you know is, it's not a. It's not you know an insane. It's not a hundred or or hundreds or or a thousand. It's just like a dozen, two dozen. The but the the lost people I've spoken to. When I ask them their beliefs, they themselves pretty much don't know it. They yeah. don't they don't have a systematic theology. Me and and it wasn't until I spoke to them and st- really started to dig in like like hey, you are contradicting yourself. Yeah. Did I realize holy cow, I know my beliefs thoroughly. Yeah. And I can explain them well and I can give scriptural evidence. Mm. And so it wasn't until that moment, which was honestly like two months ago, that I was like, wow, my education really paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And that, and that that's kind of my answer is uh, to anybody that's kind of questioning if you're, I don't know, if you're questioning ministry and you go, man, I just kind of, kind of like you were like, man, I'm ready to just dive in. I'm ready to give up everything I've done. And, and that's a good thing. Uh, and, and really at the end of the day, minute. You should be be eager to get into ministry and do ministry, and uh, but education it just helps, mm-hmm. and it's a great asset and it's a great support. And my my final kind of example or analogy would just to be, I think of it as any other person that's getting further education for uh, a reason. Can you actually hit that uh, knob real quick? Back to zero. I forgot that I had that. 
Okay. Oh, he's just on the piano outside this he's room. On the piano. That's hilarious. You, you guys if you can hear a piano, music. don't worry about it. Um, so basically, I think of it as any other job that that does higher education. Look, you have to enjoy what you're going to get into as far as a career, as far as uh, work. And so you're going to go get education to learn more about it. But at the end of the day, if all you do is learn about the the, the class through uh, or learn about the topic through the, cl- the course uh, and you're studying for the course, um, th- then you're probably not going to be very uh, adequate. You might be adequate or moderate, but you won't be an expert in anything uh, because you have no true desire if you're not really doing work for it or studying for it or or looking over things with your free time because it shows that you really aren't very you don't have a true desire for it and so that's that's all kind of what, what what I think of of our desire for ministry yeah we should be in the word yeah we should be doing ministry um in our free time and that really is the core of of where we need to be learning but our classes are really just going to better help us preach the word of god uh and really understand the word of god because all it is is taking classes that help us study the Word of God, mm-hmm. and, is, and it is a group of a room group a room of uh, of full of people that have one goal, and it is to learn about God, uh, and that is a great thing. Yeah. So, okay, now tough question because I I think we're yeah. we're hitting those those we times. Uh, tough question. Is it okay if someone wants to go into the ministry and not have an education? Okay. Yes. Like <laughs> like permissible. Yes. Do I think it is the best choice? No. So I think I don't think like I I don't think it is. It's not obviously it's not required uh, to to have a higher education, but um, it is expected in a lot of churches, and so you will probably limit um, the amount of ministry you can do if you don't. Uh, and that's not you know that's neat. I, I have no comment or, or really opinion over whether that's correct, but. I think you should. I don't see a, a point why not to. Uh, the only reason I could see why not is financially, because it is financially burden uh, burdening to go into higher education. It and is. so uh, yeah. that's my one thing where I go, okay, that's that's a tough, that's a tough give uh, yeah. give and take. And we are we're, we're blessed. I I think we don't want people to seem like we're like giving out condemnation because no, it's no. like oh the the interns who get their degrees paid for no, are saying you can't yeah so i would agree with you um you know it's it's not it's okay to not have a higher education and go into ministry god god will still work through you 100% absolutely but i think you need to have that that learning spirit about you you should want to seek yeah. learning more the 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 question really has come down to you can I? And if I can, why wouldn't I? Yeah. And so uh, if you get stopped at that question of can I and it's a no, uh, that's okay. Yes, continue on in, in, in finding ministry. Obviously, you, you, you've had a past in, in the sense of you worked at a church that was unable to fund you to go to uh, higher education, and, and that put a stop to your um, yeah. your goal of that but, at first time. So. Before I came here, I said my education stops at undergrad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that didn't mean that you were making the wrong choice. It just meant it wasn't there in the cards for you, but now it is. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, yeah. Higher education is a good thing, but yeah, if you can't, you can't, you know? Yeah. 
Cool. It was really good. I like that. That right? was awesome. Come on. With this nice ambiance. Look at us. Yeah. I hope they can hear that in the background. <laughs> or like, they'll be like, I hear nothing. Okay. We're, we're definitely like above 40 uh, minutes whoa, right now. So. God. Happy Christmas special. <laughs> hey, yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays. We will talk to you in the new year. Talk to you next year. Goodbye. All right. Grace and peace. Oh, 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 oh,